working with people is a complex experience like everybody's bringing their own stuff to the table so if you're growing your team if you're growing your audience if you're growing people into your programs like there's always going to be little blips that come up right because that's just what it means when you have two people or multiple people coming together with all of their conditioning right and so a lot of the quote-unquote problems that you will experience as you grow will be in relation to how you manage those relationships. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillionaire podcast. Welcome to episode five of season four. I cannot believe we are here already. Um, I'm coming to you live uh, on Instagram. As I was just explaining to my Instagram audience, we uh, I was meant to record this like yesterday, but I was flying back in from Melbourne. I was meant to record this about two hours ago, but we had a fire evacuation in the hotel. <laughs> and right now I have half an hour between, well, right now and when housekeeping is coming back to um, clean the room. So I have a really good topic for you today based upon, inspired by a question that I had from one of my Midas Coach students. So this question, I'm going to paraphrase it, um, but essentially was asking me about like the reality of what it means when you grow your business, like what actually happens, because are there still problems that you experience? Like no one really seems to talk about it. Like, you know, we have lots of established entrepreneurs that we follow online that like don't really seem to talk about too many of the problems. And I was thinking about this and I was like, actually, she's right. Like we don't have a lot of people talking about what really happens when you grow your business. You see it from time to time, but we don't see it a lot. So this got me thinking about like why this is like, why don't we really share that much about it why don't we really go into the nitty-gritty of like the problems that we're experiencing as we grow our business like to bigger and bigger I guess audiences and bigger and bigger um, revenues and things like that and I and I think for me I can only speak to my experience of course but I suspect that this might be similar for other people as well Um, so I think for me like I don't really love to share a lot about the problems that go on in business because it's not really where I tend to focus my energy anyway. I tend to be a pretty optimistic person and I I tend to be a very solution-focused person. Um, so I don't like connecting over problems with people. I don't like connecting over drama. And so when these things happen in my business, it can sometimes kind of feel like, okay, we just resolve it and then we move on to the next thing. And I don't really feel the need or desire, I think, to share a lot of these problems um, I think just, just simply for that reason, like I, I don't like to connect over problem and drama. And I also don't want you to think like, you know, it's all bad. I also don't want you to think it's all good. So maybe I should share a little bit more of it, which is kind of what this episode is about. Right. Um, and I think the other reason that I don't really share a lot of the like problems, so to speak, in business at this level is because a lot of the time they don't really feel that dramatic or they don't really feel that problematic. I think what I mean to say here is when you're used to resolving things, you kind of just, you you change your relationship with problems, right? It just becomes part of solving, you know, and and achieving at a different level. Um, And it doesn't really feel like problem. 
sometimes it feels like a little bit of an annoying hiccup, like, sure, but it doesn't really feel like it's a massive deal, you know? And I think this is a real shift from what it feels like when you first start your business, because I definitely used to, um, you know, feel quite stuck in a lot of the problems that were early on in business, like, you know, how to get the next client and how to do a launch and how to like resolve a launch when people aren't buying like these are all problems that are really common when you're starting out in business probably for the first few years and I mean it's not to say that you don't experience those problems when you are you know operating several years in or you know when your income is growing to a certain level like there's always these problems that we're solving but I think for me it really is about relating to them differently it's about understanding that they are just kind of like part of the process but I do want to talk about what some of these problems, so to speak, are the further you go in business um, because I want to put voice to them. You know, I was asked this question by someone in my in the Midas coach. So if you are also wondering what some of the problems are that you solve as you grow your business, then stick around like this is this episode is for you. So um, some of the things that sorry, I'm just moving my phone so I can see my list on my computer. Um, Okay. Let's talk about some of the problems. (laughs) Okay, so some of the things are like a lot of the problems I think that you experience as you start speaking to bigger audiences and you have more people watching you and you have more people in your programs and you have more people in your team. There's always going to be like people related problems, right? Working with people is a complex experience. Like everybody's bringing their own stuff to the table. So if you're growing your team, if you're growing your audience, if you're growing people into your programs, like there's always going to be little blips that come up, right? Because that's just what it means when you have two people or multiple people coming together with all of their conditioning, right? And so a lot of the quote unquote problems that you will experience as you grow will be in relation to how you manage those relationships, um, how you manage client expectations, how you share expectations with them, um, how you, you know, what responsibility or level of responsibility you take to help them get results, how you communicate those things. Um, and then there's all of the really like yuck problems as well that will happen as you grow your business is like people requesting refunds, like people making complaints, people like hating on you and like really disagreeing with your message or clients dropping out or clients disappearing, like all of these things definitely do happen. And I and I can't say that I know a, a mentor or a peer who this hasn't happened to. And maybe we do need to speak a little bit more about things like that just to kind of like prepare you all for maybe that is the reality of it. And I think um, for me, the first time those things happened, like, you know, a client disappearing or like a client missing a payment and like, you know, whatever, or a client like sending you a hate email. Like, I think yeah, there was like shame around those things. And I think this is why we have coaches and we have, we belong to communities and we have people in our corner that we can trust and speak about these things with and normalize because they unfortunately are normal. And yeah, there are things obviously that you can do to get down things like, uh, like to reduce your, you know, refund request rate and to, you know, make sure clients are really engaged in programs and you obviously want to be doing all of those things, but unfortunately it doesn't protect you against it 100%. Things happen, right? One of the things that happened to me this year was um, 
a client in one of my programs copying the entire program, <laughs> like the name of it, um, the sales page, like word for word. Like I imagine that the inside of the program was probably the same as well. Like this is the kind of stuff that happens. And that was a lawyer that was doing it. Like you would, you would think that a lawyer would not do those things, but unfortunately these things happen. Um, and so if you're not, if you're not in the right place to where you're being supported around these things, it can really throw you off. Um, if you don't know how to manage them, they can feel a lot bigger. But the moment you have, you know, a coach or a mentor or a, a peer, whatever it is that you can go to and be like, oh my God, this thing just happened. Like, how do I handle this? Um, it becomes an opportunity for growth rather than, you know, something that you might spiral in for months and months at a time. I think some of the other things, and this is definitely what I've been navigating recently, is like as your audience grows, as you as you want to grow your audience, there are sometimes, um, you know, resistances that we have to this. And not everybody goes through this, but this has definitely been my experience of like um, resisting being seen by more people. I've never had a desire for fame. Like I've never desired to be seen by hundreds of thousands of people, even tens of thousands of people kind of like that rubs me. Um I, and this is where, like, what, I guess one of the problems that I've been experiencing, experiencing this year is this part of me that, like, wants to impact more people and wants to help more people and wants to get her mission out into the world. And at the same time, I have, like, conditioning and fears around being seen by more people. Um, you know, like, strangers, like, you know, hating on your message or challenging you or things like this. And this is all stuff that I'm working on with my coach at the moment. Maybe that's another reason why we don't really tend to talk about this stuff is maybe because we're actually just taking it to our coaches instead of like airing it out on the internet. <laughs> um, another thing that I think is really challenging for a lot of people as their income grows is their relationship with paying tax. Um, this was something that I experienced last year when my income went through a really big growth spurt in quite a short space of time. I just actually had my... Um, tax return done for last year and my accountant emailed me and she was like your your income grew your business grew 43 percent on the last year it's like wow that's amazing that's so cool but what comes along with that is also releasing more money to tax right there was a period there um where I was paying like multiple five figures a month in tax right and like releasing that money every month like that can be a challenge in itself like who am I to make this much money who am I to release that much money is that really safe for me to be releasing that that much money these are all of the little challenges that happen when you grow your income right um team challenges is another one so I'm really really lucky in that I have an amazing team and I have always had a really amazing team but there are always going to be little challenges that come up when you are managing people right and I think a lot of people get into you know running like a solopreneur business like being a coach or being you know maybe like a I don't know, a VA or a mentor or something like that where you get into it because you want to do the work yourself, right? You want to be coaching or you want to be managing, you know, client accounts or whatever it is. And in the process of that, as your business grows, you might decide to hire more people to help you with that, whether that's like, you know, hiring someone to help you as you build an agency or you hire a VA or an OBM and like, you know, you want to outsource some of that stuff. And what a lot of people don't realize is that, yeah, you might be handing off, so to speak, a task to another person, but 
you are also putting another task task back on your plate, which is then having to manage that person and lead that person and have difficult conversations when things aren't going, quote unquote, like the right way. So like there will be team challenges that come up as you grow your um, as you grow your business. And even if you don't hire a team for um, you know particular things, there might be you know, things that come up when you are working with your own clients as well. Like, um, for example, if you are, you know, an OBM and you have, you know, a client who also hires an ads manager, like that is like working with within those teams is, is a huge like challenge for a lot of people, especially when like everyone is a solopreneur or they are like their own contract, like they're, they're contractors, like you don't belong to the same team, you don't belong to the same company. You all work for each other and work for yourselves, right? And that can pose its own different set of dynamics, which can be really different to, um, say, like your own past experience in working, you know, in in an employment situation where everybody works for themselves. So there's little things that like you just don't really expect that are going to come up. Like how do you handle when, you know, your OBM is late on delivering a project or how do you handle when you are late on delivering on something for your OBM? And so then timelines get pushed back. Um, hello, that's what I do all the time, like <laughs> working to last minute deadlines. Um, my team knows that. Um, so there's these things as well, like team challenges and working with other people. Um, there's also, and I think this is one thing that doesn't really get talked about a lot, but is really important to take note of is the identity challenges. Like, who you become to ho- to be able to hold more visibility, more um, money, a different lifestyle, like how challenging that is in itself. Like, you know, when you are someone who creates a really different reality to what a lot of your old friends and family and stuff experience, like how do you navigate that difference in identity between you and them when you used to be someone um, you know, who was just like them or you used to have a different kind of a relationship where maybe you did used to like connect over drama and, you know, different kinds of conversations like these identity challenges can be really hard as well. That's, I think, why it is so important that we do have, you know, coaches and mentors and communities and things like that where we have our people who get what we're doing, who get what we're up to, who understand, you know, why we make particular decisions and why we want particular things. And we can be validated in that experience and those desires as well, because when we don't have that, we can often feel a little bit like, who am I to want this? Like, who am I to want this big thing, this big life, this whatever, like people around me don't get it. And unfortunately, and this is not the case for everybody, but unfortunately, some people do have naysayers in their lives, like parents or friends or like old colleagues or, you know, (laughs) like aunties or cousins or something like that who might actually be like, well, what are you doing with your life? Like, shouldn't you be doing this instead? Or um, something that's, I don't know why people think that they're allowed to have opinions about how we spend our money and like what we decide to do with our lives. Like, I just don't know why people think that that's okay. But like, I've definitely, and I know my friends, you know, who've done really well for themselves have had this experience as well, where like, you have people like judging how you're spending your money. Like, shouldn't you be giving more money to like that organization? Like, or shouldn't you be spending your money that way? Or like, it's really funny. Like, 
when you are more visible and when you have a bigger audience and you know when people who don't know you join that audience they they tend to have these weird judgments sometimes um and so managing that is another one of the little problems that comes up that you just wouldn't have expected when you were starting out your business right um so what else oh this has been a really fun challenge for me that I have learned to lean into as I've grown um, my like the number of people in my programs is and I think this is the case for a lot of people who start out in like that really one on one capacity like coaching or mentoring. But then you go into creating more programs and teaching and things like that is like moving from having such a big like active role in your client's growth and like knowing where they're at and getting constant feedback from them because you're in those conversations all the time to stepping back a little bit and more of the transformation happens from more of like a teaching perspective because they're accessing your wisdom like that can be quite challenging in itself because you don't quite get all of the same feedback all of the time right you don't know how all of your clients are doing you don't know how the information is landing like allowing yourself to allowing yourself to be paid from people accessing your wisdom and leading themselves through a transformation rather than you being the one who has to guide that transformation at every step of the way that can be a little challenge that's definitely something that I had to learn um, and to put place in place things in my programs where we're actually actively checking in on people and making sure that things are landing making sure that people are understanding what we're teaching obviously like for client experience, but also so that we can like make sure that that program is as good as it possibly can be because we don't want it falling on deaf ears. Again, another little challenge that I would never have thought that I would have, I guess, come across in my business. So I want to like leave you guys with a little like little bit of home play, like a little suggestion, a little journal prompt, so to speak. If you are looking down the barrel of you know, growing your income or growing your audience or growing something in your business. Maybe it's like pivoting into a new product or pivoting into a new uh, uh, program or, you know, reaching more people, whatever it is. Sit down and ask yourself, like, what am I working towards right now? What problems do I think might actually come with that? And how would I handle those problems? Like legitimately, step by step, what would I actually do? If I had a refund request, if I had a, someone who, who was really unhappy with something, if um, I had a problem come up with a team, like how would I reactively resolve those things? But also, what can I put in place proactively that's going to reduce the likelihood of something like that happening? Um, and this means that you're preparing yourself like on like from like a strategic point of view, you're preparing yourself and you're preparing your business for what might happen. But you're also essentially training your body and training yourself into thinking like, okay, those things could happen, but I am actually prepared. I'm actually okay. And sometimes this can help us to identify what some of that resistance might be to growth. Um, And it can allow our bodies to like start to feel safe in the experience before it even happens. Because really the thing is is if you're going to be working with people if you're going to be growing your businesses at some point someone's not going to be happy at some point you're going to have issues with a team member or at some point you're going to have like these things that pop up with like managing your money or whatever it is a lot of these examples that I've talked through in this episode at some point those things are probably going to happen so if you can prepare for them now 
strategically and get your body and like mindset behind like, okay, I know that I could actually handle that. When it happens, you're going to be less surprised. When it happens, you're going to know how to like fix it. Um, And so that your business doesn't break. Because I think what happens a lot of the time is like something quote unquote bad will happen and it can really throw us. Like I've definitely had experiences like that where I'm like, oh my God, I just, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't know that that was going to happen. I didn't even know that that was possible and it can throw you off track. And as the CEO of your business, you have to be the one who's managing those things. But you're also at the same time still required to show up for your clients and show up for your marketing and show up for whatever launch you're in or show up for whatever, right? So if you're prepared, you are going to be better able to handle those things. Oh, that was a lot of information. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are watching the replay on Instagram, drop down any questions you have about problems that you have experienced in your business. Actually, let's like create this as a space so we can actually just share stuff that has happened in our business that like we weren't expecting, was really tricky um, and that, you know, we can prepare ourselves for. Let's do that. That would be really fun. Um, So thanks for joining me for another episode of the Fulfilling Air podcast. Um, Before we jump off, the Fulfillionaire Collective and the Fulfillionaire Mastermind have just opened for enrollment in the last like 12 hours. We sent out the launch email. These two spaces are now open for your enrollment for 2024. Um, we're kicking off. I mean, if you join the collective, you get to join straight away. You get immediate access. But if you join the mastermind, we are kicking off in, in December to kick off for 2024 so that we hit the ground running. These two spaces, you guys, I'm so excited about. I just, I'm obsessed with them. Everything about them is just so game-changing for so many people in this industry, changing the way that we work, changing the way that we relate to ourselves, changing the way that we relate to money, to um, work, allowing ourselves more time and space to do things our way, essentially creating more fulfillment in our lives and in our businesses. So if you want to be checking out either of those two spaces, you can head to the show notes where you're going to have all of those details. And if you are watching this on Instagram, all of those details are in my bio as they normally are. We're going to be open uh, for enrollment for those two spaces until early December. So you guys have a few weeks to make your decisions. DMs are always open for conversations if you want to have those with me. Um, But I'm going to leave it there. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Fulfilling Your Podcast. Ciao.